Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. CBN engages Caribbean firm on eNERA project. Trinidad and Tobago to take part in UN Biodiversity Summit. Caribbean's largest fresh berry farm is coming to Tobago. CARICOM Bureau pledges financial donations and expertise to Haiti and Disney to require vaccinations for Bahama cruises. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, August 31st. We start a report today in Barbados. The Guardian reports today that the Central Bank of Nigeria has engaged a Barbados-based digital financial technology firm, Bit Inc as a technical partner for its eNERA project due for unveiling before the end of the year. Nigeria will work with BIT as a technical partner in its bid to launch its own cryptocurrency, the eNERA, the central bank said on Monday. The central bank announced plans to launch its own digital currency later this year after Nigeria barred banks and financial institutions from dealing in or facilitating transactions in cryptocurrencies in February. The statement said the firm was chosen through a highly competitive bidding process. It said it was chosen on its technology competence, efficiency, platform security, inoperability, and implementation experience. In choosing Bit Inc., the CBN relied on the company's tested and proven digital currency experience, which is already in circulation in several Eastern Caribbean countries. Bit Inc. was key to the development and successful launch of the central bank digital currency pilot for the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank in April of 2021, the statement said. Trinidad and Tobago is preparing to participate in the UN Biodiversity Summit and the 15th meeting of the Conference of Parties, the Ministry of Planning and Development announced. The conference will take place in the Yunnan province of China from October 11 to 24. Trinidad and Tobago and other countries will participate virtually to approve new goals centered on nature for the next 10 years. The ministry noted that the upcoming event is not to be mistaken with the 16th Conference of the Parties of the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, which TNT is also preparing to participate at. The release said the ministry understood development cannot be achieved without health biodiversity. Planning Minister Camille Robinson-Regis said, from the economic standpoint, the fifth national report of TNT to the CBD approved by the government in 2017 showed TNT's biodiversity resources had high monetary value. TNT, the release statement said, derives at 88 percent of its fresh water from natural resources, ground and surface water, and the ability of this country's watershed to deliver water of good quality water purification services is valued at approximately $520 million a year. The forest in Trinidad's northern range provides soil retention services that are valued as high as 622 million U.S. dollars annually, representing as much as 6.8 percent of central government's annual revenues. In the release statement, Robinson Regis 
emphasized that participation in the forum, TNT can share ideas with the rest of the world and also serve as a voice for and with other small island developing states. As a member of the global community, acting together for the common goodwill allows us to achieve our commitments to sustainable development goals, as well as to TNT's national development strategy, Vision 2030, which places the environment at the center of social and economic development. In other news, Forbes reports that Trinidad and Tobago will soon be the home to the Caribbean's largest source of locally grown fresh organic berries. A 12-acre climate-smart hydroponic greenhouse farm located on Cove Estate in Tobago will specialize in fresh organic berries and greens for local consumption, providing a unique opportunity for the commercial production of cold-weather crops in a Category 5 hurricane-resistant in tropical setting with major implications for food security, climate resilience, and import substitution. The initiative, pioneered by Trinidad and Tobago's company, Berry Cove Limited, born out of a partnership between Anthony and Sapga Limited, Alcumi Renewables LLC, and Island Growers Caribbean, the team is exploring potential opportunities to replicate the project across the region, with enormous potential to enhance the food security of environmental vulnerable small island developing states. Berry Cove and Island Growers Caribbean are evaluating opportunities to build additional farms throughout the region over the next several years. In 2021, the farm operations entity expects to have three farms operating in Trinidad and Tobago, Barbados, and Antigua. It is also developing a dedicated resort farm project in Anguilla, as well as a third-party project in Puerto Rico and Belize. The Bureau of Heads of Government of Caribbean Community, CARICOM, met in a special session on Friday to discuss the political and humanitarian situation in Haiti. The meeting was presided over by the chair of conference, the Honorable Gaston Brown, Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda, and included the other two members of the Bureau. Belize, represented by Prime Minister the Honorable John Brenciano, and Trinidad and Tobago, represented by Senator the Honorable Dr. Amory Brown, Minister of Foreign and CARICOM Affairs, the Prime Minister of Barbados, the Honorable Mia Motley, the Prime Minister of Jamaica, the Honorable Andrew Holmes, the Premier of Montserrat, the Honorable Joseph Farrell, as well as the Foreign Ministers of Guyana and Suriname also attended. The Prime Minister of Haiti, the Honorable Ariel Henry, provided an update on the island situation. Prime Minister Henry stated that his government was dealing with three priorities simultaneously. These were relief and reconstruction following the earthquake, the need for credible and transparent elections, as well as delivering justice through the complex investigation into the assassination of President Jovenel Moise. Prime Minister Henry commended CARICOM for its early moral and material support. The Bureau was of the view that the community must be at the forefront of ensuring that its member state, Haiti, has a fresh start as it recovers from the extensive devastation and from the passage of Tropical Storm Grace. 
a situation compounded by the assassination of President Moise. The Bureau noted that the crisis presented a good opportunity to rebuild Haiti and offered the assistance of the community in those areas in which member states had expertise, such as the election process, judicial and investigative support for the inquiry into the debt of President Moise and the restoration of the democratic institutions. Support was also offered with respect to curbing the crime and violence in Haiti. A number of member states pledged financial donations to address the immediate needs of the country. There was an agreement on the need for sustained development efforts over the long term to give Haiti a fresh start. The need for a robust and well-coordinated humanitarian response and vaccination effort was also highlighted. The Bureau assured the Haitian Prime Minister of the community's support for Haiti as it sought to emerge from its present challenges. PR Week reports that Grenada's Tourism Authority has chosen Finn Partners as its PR in North America. After a competitive pitch, Finn Partners was awarded a year-long contract, which will be led by managing partner Virginia Sheridan and the agency's Travel and Lifestyle New York team. Finn Partners agreed to work within the Tourism Authority's low six-figure budget as the destination starts to grow and increase business awareness. In May, Grenada's Tourism Authority hired CEO Petra Roach, who most recently worked at Barbados's Tourism Marketing, Inc., which was the reason why Finn Partners was drawn to the destination. We had worked with Roach quite a long time ago in Barbados, and she was very innovative, Sheridan said. We felt that we can make a difference because there was low awareness. Finn Partners is charged with launching an integrated PR campaign that draws awareness to the tri-island destination of Grenada, Caracou, and Petite Martinique and differentiates it from Caribbean neighbors as tourism picks up again after the COVID-19 pandemic. In April, Finn Partners expanded its relationship with Turkish Airlines, becoming the global communication strategy agency for the company. And finally, starting September 3rd, Disney will require all passengers 12 and older to be fully vaccinated at least 14 days before boarding any cruise ship headed to the Bahamas, including the company's private island, Castaway Key, according to the company. The new guidelines will be in place through at least November 1st. Children under 12 are exempt and will be allowed to board with proof of negative COVID-19 PCR tests taken between 5 and 24 hours before their departure, as well as a second PCR test taken at the terminal before boarding. The updated protocol comes after the Bahamas implemented a vaccine policy requiring all cruise passengers 12 and older to show proof that they are fully vaccinated in order for a ship to dock, including on a cruise line's private island. The order does not apply to crew, children under 12, or anyone who is ineligible for the COVID-19 vaccine due to medical reasons. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, August 31st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online on pulseofthecaribbean.com.